Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Piper Moretti. And before we get to Piper, I have a few announcements. First and foremost, our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. You can go there. You can see our guests' photos. You can see articles that I've written. You can see articles that the guests have written. You can see links to their social media. You can see links to our social media. And that is, of course, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. There's links to our Facebook page. There's links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. Please give us a good rating wherever you listen because that boosts our presence and helps more people find the show. So if you could do that, I would appreciate it. Would you like to write me? Maybe you want to say hi. Maybe you have some questions about travel. Maybe you want to say nice things. Maybe you'd like to be part of the show. Maybe you know somebody who would be great for the show. If so, please write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, I'm recording this in the early morning hours of August 8th. Actually, it's just a little after midnight, so it's not crazy coronavirus late quarantine hours. Not doing a whole Venus flytrap thing here. Look it up, kids. It's an old reference. WKRP, awesome television show. Anyway, it is day one million and five in quarantine. I, like many of you, am frustrated because I'm unable to travel. Well, technically, I can travel. I cannot leave the country. Okay, technically, I can leave the country, but it sounds like a big, giant hassle. My American passport, which has been listed as the most or certainly one of the most valuable passports in the world my entire life, is now largely useless. Other countries won't let us in, and I don't blame them. I've been careful through this entire process. I wear my mask, I wash my hands, I avoid social gatherings, and those of us who do that are now paying the price for people who don't. Is it frustrating? Oh, it absolutely is. But I'm trying to make the best of it. Travel, as all of you know, is deep in my blood. I did take a side trip to Utah back in the first week of June. I try to take little getaways when I can. I went up to Santa Barbara for a day. Gonna take a little trip to Big Bear, California, which is only about an hour and a half outside of LA. Up in the mountains to uh, just get some fresh air. Rented a cabin for a few days. And I'm gearing up for late August, early September, taking a longer road trip, probably up north, maybe to Napa to see friends. And if I really want to go full hog, my goal is to get up to the last two states that I haven't visited. Yes, I'm down to two states that I haven't visited, and they're right next to each other. I'm talking about Wyoming and Montana. So it's a bucket list of mine to finally visit Yellowstone. I want to see Yellowstone, I want to see Glacier National Park, and I also want to see Grand Teton National Park. Almost did it back in June when I was in Utah. It was early June, still a little cold, still a little cold up there, and hadn't really prepared to drive that far. But now I'm ready. There's a lot of people going back to school, and I'm not going to get into that, whether they should or they shouldn't. I'm very worried about my sister and her husband down in Florida. They're going to be forced to go back to school and teach. 
They are teachers, and uh, I'm a little worried about it. Not going to lie to you. I'm worried about their health. I'm worried about my niece and nephew's health, who have to go back to school. And I'm worried about my mother's health, who lives nearby with them. I'm worried about everybody's health. I'm worried about your health. I'm worried about my health. So I hope you are washing your hands, wearing your masks, staying away from the idiots, because that's all we can do. And try desperately to exercise patience which is not easy for me. I had it too good for too long of just being able to take off wherever I wanted to go, whenever I wanted to do it. And now we're housebound, and it's tough. I know it's tough. But we'll be back out there sooner or later. Now let's talk about our guest. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Piper Moretti and I have been Facebook friends for years, and we have a lot of mutual friends in comedy and in the acting world. Uh, she did a little bit of acting, but she also, uh, she mainly worked behind the scenes. I have followed her Facebook and Instagram exploits for many years, so I figured it was about high time I talked to her and got her on the show. So what you're hearing now is really our first conversation that we've ever had. Of course, it's through Zoom. Piper doesn't live too far away from me. She's out here in the LA area, but you know, the situation calls for, for Zoom. But she was a pleasure to talk to, and I'm glad we finally got to meet. So while you're washing your hands, while you're wearing your mask, I don't know, but wherever you are, be safe and enjoy my conversation with the lovely and charming Piper Moretti. Piper Moretti, which is an awesome name, by the way. It's very, it's a cool showbiz name. Thank you. Piper is your given name, or is it that is like, my given name? Yeah. Okay, it's nice. Like Thanks. if I'm going to name a bad guy, we're going to get no, that really? Piper Moretti. We're going to get him. Yeah, yeah. Number Ken one Jen on our most wanted list. What's that? <laughs> Ken Ken Jeong used to say Piper Moretti, like like I was like a bad guy. <laughs> Ken Jeong, your first name drop. Ken Jeong. <laughs> Sorry. It took five <laughs> seconds for the first name. Well, I, I hear him in my head every time. <laughs> but he, yeah, he so did. you worked on his show, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Give people your short bio so people that know who you are. Oh, God. Well, I have two different lives. Um, I've done, I've worked in sitcoms for the last 10 years. Uh, last few years, I've been a dialogue coach probably since 2014. Um, and that's just a fancy title for helping actors with their lines. People get it kind of confused with dialect. I don't do that. I do dialogue. Uh, and then my other life when I'm not doing that, which is right now, is real estate. So You're that person that sits next to the director and they say, when the people go, line, you're the one who... That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. And say, so you missed that word right there. You said that thing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I looked on your IMDB profile and apparently we were on the same set. We were once. what? I did a guest spot on the first season, actually episode four of Mike and Molly. Oh my God, that was so long ago. I know, um, it was like 2010 or something. Wow, I stood in for Melissa for two years. What, you did? what did you do? Yeah. Let me just say you two are not the same type. No, but that, we... It's, same height? Yeah, sitcoms, it's different. No, I'm, I'm two inches taller than she is. Oh, really? And you're not super tall. Mm-mm, not at all. So I did a, a, a guest spot and I knew Billy Gardell for years. I uh, love Billy. As, you know, for a com- as a comic. And uh, it was nice because the show hadn't aired yet. So everybody was just very like nervous and excited and everybody's on their best behavior. And, you know, it was great. It yeah. was really fun. That was a great show. Yeah. So great job, by the way. Oh, 
Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That, I was a stand-in then. And I, I know. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> job. Thank That's you. what I meant. Uh, yes, right. Bang up job. <laughs> but still, it's, it's nice work in town. Like, and mm-hmm. our friend Gary Cannon will tell you, who does warm-up, you don't have to leave town. You can you work during the day and still work at night, and it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a great, great gig. I love working in sitcoms because you can still have somewhat of a life, you know? Right. And your other life is real estate. Yep. When, what year did you start that? I started in 2015. In fact, I took my test two weeks after the Dr. Ken pilot wrapped. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And then that just took me down this other path. Um, Bitcoin. I did the first Bitcoin transaction in Southern California and that like the last two years, just traveling around the country talking about that. And yeah, it's been, it's been a ride. Who knew? I have a friend who also does Bitcoin blockchain stuff. And every time yeah. they try to explain it to me, my eyes glaze over after about 30 seconds because I don't understand any of it. I know it's the future and I don't understand it. Well, and thank God okay. there's people like you. Yeah. And you know, when you've got a $3 million, um, house that's hanging in the balance because of it you learn you learn really fast (laughs) Sure, that's what i that's what i did well is is there a travel aspect of of uh blockchain and bitcoin can we travel on that i mean are places around the world accepting it like can i pay for my uh plane ticket in bitcoin i don't know about i don't know about (laughs) that yet um but i mean japan uh all kinds of countries take bitcoin you know, mm-hmm. um, the, and you can just swipe a, a QR code and, you know, pay for whatever. I mean, there's, there's a lot of online places, uh, stores that take it too. Um, Newegg, uh, Overstock. Uh, I bought some earrings on Overstock when I first started investing in Bitcoin. They're probably worth like $8,000 now. And they pay like 50 bucks for them. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Just about Congratulations. Anything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that great. <laughs> So I've been following you on uh, Facebook for a while, and I know that you took a trip to, was it Abu Dhabi last year? Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Okay. Yeah. Now, what prompted that? And was this work-related or you just on your own? Well, it was first, uh, I signed up to go on a uh, meditation retreat, and that was a week long, and that was in Dubai. And that was life-changing in and of itself. Um, but I kind of did a little shout out to my, my blockchain people. And I'm like, Hey, who's in Dubai that I can meet with. And sure enough, a friend of a friend said, Oh, Diego's there. You should meet with him. So yeah, it was a little bit of a business trip too. So write that off. Um, yeah. And now, and he was amazing. He'd been in Dubai for a few years and took me all around to the funky spots that I would have never have thought go. Uh, so it was really great, you know, seeing it from that perspective as well, not just a tourist. And uh, yeah, and then I took a day trip to Abu Dhabi, um, did all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I've been in the Dubai airport. I've been to Jordan and Israel, but I haven't been oh, nice. anywhere else in the Middle East. So what were your expectations going in and how was it different or how is it the same? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I had a friend uh, who, well, he probably doesn't do a lot of business there right, right now, but he had been there for, I don't know, maybe seven or eight times, very familiar with the city. So I knew to call him. He, he um, works at Ski Dubai, which is an indoor, basically ski resort inside one of the malls. I don't know if you've, yeah. 
it's nuts. I didn't go in. I just kind of watched in awe from a restaurant. Like there's, there's a ski slope inside. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of prepped me because I wasn't really, you know, I did a lot of research, like, cause I wanted to make sure that I fit in with the customs and I wanted to be respectful. Um, but Dubai is a lot like LA. Uh, in some respects, that about 15% of the residents there are actually from Dubai, and everybody else is around, you know, from, God, everywhere. Um, a lot of expats are there. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's bigger and crazier and better than what I could have ever imagined. I mean, I knew it was kind of nuts like my, um, somebody somebody described it as a like a Disneyland on crack and I don't know if I'd go that far but they're really big into we got to be the biggest we got to be the best we got to you know so and and I was just swept up in all that so even the airport to me looked like a mall yeah you know it was like it was just nothing but high-end stores it's more like Vegas Everything's new. Everything's bigger. Yeah. And it looks like it was built yesterday. Exactly. Um, but it's a lot cooler than Vegas. And there's, there aren't a lot of like pasty fat people, you know, running around, you know, <laughs> exactly losing their money. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're losing their money. They're just not, <laughs> they're just not having a, uh, you know, $5 shrimp cocktail. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of high-end shopping. And that was, I mean, that was kind of like the boring part. I wasn't, I had to go to the mall just to see the mall, but it was all the same stores that we have here, you know, so I'm like, well, this, so what? I don't care. You know, I want to go to the, to the, um, the, the spice, you know, places and, you the know, bizarre. Get, yeah, exactly. And, and I want to haggle and I sure did. Um, I probably didn't haggle well enough, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, but you had to go just to experience it, just how the, it's so freaking big. It's crazy. See, I, are you a shopper? Cause I am not a shopper. No, I hate shopping. I okay. really do. Yeah. But you do in real estate, you do kind of haggle for a living. So I'm sure you have skills. I, I have, have no skills. skills. That's why I hire people like you. Because <laughs> I have no skills. That's why I have an agent. Exactly. I'm the worst. I'm the worst at it. So there is like an old market, a bazaar, that kind of there thing. There is. Yeah. There's the souks. There's a spice souk. And then it's it's kind of like a um, you know, what you would we would see downtown. You know, we've got the jewelry area and the this and that. Um it's kind of sectioned off and the gold there, they've got a gold souk that, and it's all real stuff. I've got a, they, there's supposedly the largest gold ring. I took a picture of it. It's, it's supposed to be in the Guinness Book of World Records, you know, they're really big into that. Um, no, it was over a couple of scarves and thank God my friend Diego was with me because you know, the guy was like, oh, there, you know, it's going to be a hundred Durham. And I'm like, okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> and Diego, if you say so. Yeah, I was like, okay, and Diego's like, no, 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 wait a minute, and so yeah, Diego basically just killed his soul, and I ended up I walking out of there for like thirty bucks, like thirty. It went from a hundred to thirty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad at that. I just, I just that whole I'm song too. and dance. I just, yeah. just tell me what it is, and I'll whether I'll buy it or not. I just, <laughs> oh, I hate it. Um, so what? Was there a purpose uh, after the meditation? Mm -hmm. Did you have like a loose plan or did you just kind of take every day as it came? I, I, there's a loose plan, you know, that's, uh, there's, they've got this great app um, and you do everything through the app, which was kind of cool. Uh, I had three, I had two days before the, the meditation, really three, it rained like crazy. 
um, two of those days, and it was just unprecedented for that, that area. Um, and then a week-long meditation, then I had about three days after that. And so those days were jam-packed. And so um, I finished the meditation uh, on, a, on a Sunday afternoon. We were done with that. And then I went straight to uh, the Burj Al Arab, which is the building that looks like a, a sale sort of. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a seven-star hotel. It's just opulent inside you know and but you can go up to the top and have drinks and appetizers okay so i took myself on a little date and went up there (laughs) yeah so i know i know in the burj i mean it's probably insane but i mean just the regular going out how were the prices there like really reasonable um i would i would say cheaper cheaper than la that's for sure i i got most things are well, yeah, <laughs> it's the, the conversion is really kind of funky, but it kind of ends up being around the same. You know, it's LA prices. And there's uh, tipping or no tipping? Mm, no. Oh, my God. I don't remember. I, they, I think they actually make a good living there. But I felt like if I, like my tour guides, for instance, I, I felt like I really needed to tip them. Um, and I did. Um, yeah. But like, you know, waiters and so, you know, I, I always left like something, um, but they, they pay people a good living there. And here's the, here's the thing about residents. Um, they don't have taxes. They take home 100% of their paycheck, which is pretty amazing. Is there a, is there a situation there, like in a lot of uh, Middle Eastern countries where, like my friend went to Kuwait that we talked about on here as well. It's like, the locals actually make up a small percentage of the population. Like you said, there's a lot yeah. of expats, but they bring in a lot of people from poor countries like India and Bangladesh yeah. and things like that. And they do basically everything. And the, and the locals don't do anything. So it's really kind of a hard, if you go to their neighborhoods where those people live, it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard life, you know, and they kind of take yeah. their passports and they don't let them leave. It's kind of a, Oh, I didn't very, know that. It depends on the country, but it's very controversial. Wow, I had yeah, I'm clueless on that. There's there's a definite divide. Oh yeah. Uh, in Dubai, you know, there's there's the new Dubai and then there's the old Dubai across the river, and that's kind of where the, you know, the slums are and that's where the souks are and the you know the lower income. But it's very, it's I don't know, I I loved being in that part of the city because it had heart and soul. And I met some really great people just walking around town. So how were you uh, as a woman, as a Western woman and a blonde Western woman who kind of stands out? Uh, <laughs> were, were there times where you were walking alone? Was it tough or did you run into any kind of anti-woman? Uh, I got some looks from, and, and my friend warned me about this. He goes, he goes, you know what? The locals are great. You're going to get some looks from some Pakistanis because they're old school. And sure enough, I did. Um, but I didn't get any trouble. You know, um, you can go sleeveless. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't dress like a teenager anyway, you know, just being a woman in my 40s. But um, I didn't No, I felt completely safe. Totally fine. Um, crime there is so low. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's more of like uh, any... Uh head coverings or things like in that? Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, they, 
not so much Dubai. Uh, they're they're pretty uh, liberal there. But Abu Dhabi, going into the mosque, the Grand Mosque, oh, the mosque um, always, yeah, had to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're a little bit more conservative there. But once we were out, that's fine. Did you do any of the cheesy stuff, like ride a camel? I did. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to, damn it. But I, cause I'm just, I'm such an animal person. I'm like, oh, that's just awful. And, but it kind of came as part of this desert tour that I did that I almost lost my lunch on. Um, I, I didn't even sign up for the extreme ride. And I thought I was going to throw up in the car. I just, I couldn't believe what we were doing. Um, but then, yeah, at the end, we, there was like a little camel ride and we had dinner and belly dancing and stuff like that. Well, I get motion sickness. I've ridden a camel before and it made me motion sickness. <laughs> really? Yeah. Same thing with an elephant. An elephant got me nauseous. Oh my God. Uh, but a camel, if you forget, you're pretty high up there. I mean, you, you can fall are. off. Yeah. Yeah. So what would, tell me about the desert ride. What was this? You were in a car going uh, over we sand were dunes in an and SUV. stuff? Yeah. It was me and, and three other people plus the, the tour guide. And you know, we, we, uh, we met, we went out to the desert. We the cool, well, we started off, uh, riding ATVs. That was a blast. They just, set, they just set you loose on an ATV and you just went. Um, and then we, <laughs> he didn't tell me that we were actually going into the desert. You know, when, when I, I went and got a coffee at this little shop, you know, and I got back in the car and he was like, hey, we're going to go now. And I'm like, okay, great. And then the next thing I know, we're going very fast, like a roller coaster almost around these sand dunes. And, and I'm just, I'm literally like trying just to like not throw up one and not spill my coffee on these poor people. <laughs> um, and I actually I took video. I was crazy enough to take video with me doing all that. So that was fun. Um I got out and then we, what did we do after that? Oh, we went uh, surfing down um, the sand dunes. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah. Those were fun. That was That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. it did, um, so how long were you, you were there for like an extra, just three days or was it like an extra week after the? It was, how, yeah, it was like an extra three days. So collectively I was there for almost two weeks. It was just uh, like oh, wow. 13 days. Yeah. Well, uh, the second question I was like, uh, how was the food? Amazing. It was so good. I think I had, I had the best hummus ever. Um, I think I ate it probably three times a day. My hotel had the best breakfast spread in the history of hotels that I've ever been to. And my ankles swelled up so uh, big because of all this salt intake. And I just, I couldn't believe it, but I was just, it was incredible. I mean, they had just everything. Um, a lot of Indian food too. It was just ah, incredible. No, that's great. And yeah. no, uh, no sickness, no food poisoning. No, thank God. No, and I, oh. I, I don't eat meat. So that's a, you know, right. That helps big thing usually yeah well a lot of it comes down to at least in a lot of places is the it's more the water yeah um i had a lot of bottled water for yeah. sure um, <laughs> yeah you don't drink don't drink the i wouldn't recommend the water no, no. but the water is okay you know well that sounds like a good trip it was an amazing trip was that the last time you left the country uh-huh <laughs> it oh. seems like forever ago but that was just january oh my god it was just this january yeah Okay. That was the last time I left too. 
we're lucky we squeezed it in when we did. I know. And it was starting to kind of get around at that time, too. I remember thinking about it on the plane on the way back. Um, like, oh, God, OK, well, here we go. And then, you know, thank goodness we were OK. But Yeah, it's quite a flight. Did you have to go through London? Um, second time, let's see, coming back, I went through Toronto. Oh. So it wasn't too bad. So it was yeah. direct from Toronto to Abu Dhabi? From, from Dubai, uh, yeah, I was in and out of Dubai. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dubai to Toronto, then to LA. It wasn't it? Wasn't too bad. Um, and then going there, I think I where were we stopped off. I stopped off at Frankfurt. Oh, okay, Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. Lufthansa. Yes. Yeah. That's you got to go through Frankfurt eventually. Yep. So, okay, before that, was your let's talk about you as a as a kid. Was your family like big travelers? You know, I'm from Tulsa. Oh, um, yeah. I've been to Tulsa. Have you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're not selling most, it well. Most people aren't very impressed. And I totally, I, I know why. So um, <laughs> anyway, it's a good place to be from. I'll just put it that sure. way. Um, yeah. Um, for a kid my age, I, I did travel a lot. You know, we didn't really, we didn't go out of the country or anything like that, but for Tulsa and, you know, my little neighborhood, you know, I flew to Florida, I flew to Denver, you know, and that was kind of like a big deal, you know, yeah. in grade school, you know. Yeah. I never yeah. left the country until I was 21 after college. Oh, wow. When did I, I don't think I left the country until I was well into my twenties. Um, yeah. And I think I went to... Well, I went to Mexico because, I mean, that's like a given when you live here. But um, <laughs> you came out here pretty uh, early then. I did. 23. Wow. No, 22. Ooh, oh, so yeah. right after school? you Right after college, like two months after I graduated. To act? To actually to be in the film industry. I didn't care what I did. I worked crew for a year and a half and I didn't like getting dirty. And so... That was in the 90s where you could just throw a rock and get a job anywhere. And so I went from doing just grunt set work to working at ICM in the oh. accounting department. So, yeah, it was, it was got a journey in that. So, yeah. So you were here for the, the earthquake, the Northridge quake and the, and the riots? Were you, were you here for the riots? Or you yeah, I it? came in right after the riots. And, oh, but the wow. year that I got here, yeah, I came in 93. Um, the year that I got here, there were copycat fires everywhere. Um, uh, I lived in a building with um, hookers and porn stars. Don't tell my mom that. Um, <laughs> and then after the copycat fires, there were mudslides and then the earthquake. happened. Right. So, yeah. It was like the snowballing thing. Speaking of real estate, I had friends that bought in like 95, which was like yeah. the perfect time between like the earthquake, the riots. The OJ chase, oh, yeah. the, um, the recession, that was like yep. the aerospace industry was laying off a bunch of people. Yeah. Just there were for sale signs everywhere. And now they, yeah. and some of them are still in those houses. And every time I go there, you bastards, they got it for like nothing, <laughs> nothing. Exactly. But, now, but we might be going through another one of those waves now. Look, we got a new riots. We have, um, you know, a fire season now is going to be, mm-hmm. we're seeing uh, the layoffs have already started. Yep. To get off the travel track here, what are your uh, real estate predictions? 
oh my God, really? <laughs> look, I, you know, it's For one so, minute. okay. Oh Jesus. And you get one minute, you get one minute. I can tell you where we are right freaking now, right? Right now, if you're going to sell, sell. Um, I can't tell you what it's going to be a month from now because it's going to be, it's so volatile because of all the, you know, the, the evictions and this and that, you know, there, that, it's, it's going to be called at some point. A disease, you know? an election. It's, um, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. And people, people freeze, like when it's non-pandemic, people freeze up during an election year anyway, you know, yeah. they want to hold on to their assets. So, uh, you know, but it, it's, it's seriously, I mean, I'm, I'm telling Everybody, if you're going to do anything, do it like now, because next month could just like, it could totally tank. I have no idea. Like it's, it's literally 50, 50. Right. I wish I had more to tell you, but right now, I mean like right now, low inventory, the, the prices aren't really going anywhere. They're you're slightly dropping, but. And the interest rates are as low as they'd ever been. Interest rates are great. If you can get a loan. If you can get a loan. <laughs> right. You need a job, unfortunately. But oh, yeah. no, nah, that's where you lost me. <laughs> A job? What? Well, usually, unless you've got stellar W-2s, but most people in the entertainment industry, they write <clears> No, come on. We're, we're like, we're vagabonds. Come on, exactly. you know that. Exactly. I know. So have you gotten a chance to get away at all during the lockdown? I mean, have you escaped? No. Nothing? I haven't. And I want to. I don't know what to do, though. I have a cousin up in San Francisco. I might go see her. <laughs> Other than that, I'm just, I, I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? What about you? Oklahoma? Would you go back to Oklahoma? No. <laughs> I don't even like to go in regular times. Is family, <laughs> family still back there? Family is still back there. Okay. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. I, well, my, my mom reminds me of that. So. Okay. If people do find themselves ever in Oklahoma or in Tulsa, where would you recommend? Give them one travel tip or anything oh, they should try. You know what? I, I will say this. Um, stay downtown. Downtown, they have built up so much. There's, um, there's wonderful restaurants, great music venues, you know, when we can do all that. Um, and there's a little, there's an outdoor venue called Guthrie Green. That's where Arlo Guthrie is from. Mm -hmm. Tip. Um, great outdoor concerts. And I just, I love staying down there because there's a lot of history and it's just, it's beautiful down there now. So yeah. Oh, and there's an eighties arcade too, which is really cool. Oh, those are fun. Those are good. <laughs> yeah, I just stumbled upon it. And so happy. <laughs> so other than the, the Middle East, what are some of the other foreign trips you've taken? Uh, oh gosh. Uh, London, uh, all around England. I love, love England. I went to Ireland a couple of years ago, I spent uh, St. Patrick's Day in Dublin, which is a bucket list thing I didn't even know I had. Is your family uh, Irish or that's where your people are from? I, yeah, they're part of them. Uh, English, Irish, uh, Cherokee, Indian. Oh, um, but Oklahoma. Yeah. Very Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, can't escape it. <laughs> so St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. I'm from Chicago where <laughs> St. Patrick's Day is insane. So the biggest ones here, are like, of course, well, New York, Philly, and uh, Boston, yeah. and Chicago. So yeah. those St. Patty's Days are insane. Have we overblown it compared to the Irish? Have we kind you of know, like... You know, I don't think so. Like I pizza? Mean, they, they, <laughs> to, to, the, really to the Sicilians? Pizza. Yeah. Right. No, I, it, was, it was so off the charts. Um, you know, I, I, we started, I was with a group. I went with a, um, my alumni group. And uh, they let us loose in Dublin at probably, I think it was like seven or eight o'clock in the morning to get a spot 
for the parade and it was freezing. I thought I had enough layers and so, but I had to go buy more layers. And so I was just, my California blood was just not up for that. Um, so I think I stood there for gosh, probably three or four hours just watching people, uh, get completely inebriated. It was so much fun. And then the parade, the parade was, um, a little weird. I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting kind of Rose Bowl style, you know, with like really ornate, but it was literally like, I don't know, high school and like really funky costumes. And it was just like, none of it made sense. None of it. No theme, nothing. Just, just people drunk, just walking down the street. So, uh, that was fun. So after that, I went to Guinness uh, took a tour of that place, had a ton of Guinness and the best cheese sandwich I think I've ever had uh, with a Guinness. It was just, it was delightful. And then after that, I went to a pub that was on the, they said it was on the books in the 1100s. It's like the oldest, I think in, I don't know, at least in Ireland. So yeah. And I spent there just, you know, spent the night there just talking to the locals and I just, it just doesn't get any better. <laughs> I always tell people the, uh, like the Guinness tour there is expensive. And it's not the best brewery tour because I've been on a bunch of them, but it's still the best view at the yeah. end because they have a 360 degree tasting room, which is really up high. It's like one of the highest points in all of yeah. Dublin. That it's really fun. good. And the beer does taste better there. It really does. I'm not a big Guinness fan, but you know, I, I, was, I was that day. So <laughs> you have to. St. Yeah, Patrick's. Of course. Did you leave Dublin or did you just stay in the, in the city? Uh, no, I, I took a tour all around uh, the southern part uh, of Ireland and, you know, did a, did a big loop. I uh, ended up over in uh, Galway, you know, Ring of Kerry, and then came back. I loved Galway. Um, and then I went up to Belfast for a couple of days. Belfast I found pretty fun. It was fun. Yeah, and fascinating, yeah. the history of it. Oh, amazing, yeah. And people don't, people like here don't realize there's still a wall there. There is a wall and it's a little creepy. Yeah. Did you sign um, it? I signed it. I did not. No, oh, okay. they, they didn't give us pens or anything. Like that. <laughs> but I did, I did walk around, you know, in the evening time, just kind of by myself. Just, and it's just, it's got a really cool feel to it. Right. What's on your uh, bucket list? Oh man, there's so much. Um, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, God. And name it. I just, <laughs> just, you know, anywhere tropical. I definitely want to go, you know, to like, you know, Southeast Asia. Um, I've never, oh, bucket list, of course. Uh, um, there's a Hello Kitty. Um, In Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. There's like, yeah, Hello Kitty um, uh, theme park that I have to go to. Um, <laughs> so you're a Hello Kitty I person. I am. Okay. Where did that come from and why? What happened? <laughs> You know what? I just—it's like a childhood thing. I don't even know where it came from. I just cool thing to do, and I've loved her ever since. So they, <laughs> when I was, uh, so I hosted a show, a special in Taiwan. Uh, oh, cool! Top ten things to do in Taiwan. Yeah. Which is which is great. It's really cool. You should. It's easy to get to. You don't need a visa for it. I mean, this is all you know, of course, pre-COVID stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's very easy to go there and get around. If you ever need advice, go there. But I remember there was a there was a Hello Kitty store in the airport <laughs> in Taipei. And I think there was a Hello Kitty plane for a while, a there themed was. plane. I think uh, EVA Airlines or EVA mm. Airlines, which is the kind of the national airline of Taiwan. They, uh, yeah, they had a whole plane themed it. So you yeah. would have been they in had heaven. A train. They had and a, train. a train. 
Yeah, I missed it. I'm so heartbroken. I was never a, a real collector of things. Are I you? I do have it like around my house because that would be weird. You know, I just, I had like a couple <laughs> of things here and there, you know, that just, I, I, I don't have like a whole wall or like a case with the stuff in it. Right. So you've never been to Asia anywhere? No. Okay. I haven't. Just uh, the Middle East and uh, Europe, really. Where else in Europe were you? Oh my God, France. Uh, and I, that, that's got to be a redo because everything was on strike when I was there. I couldn't get into the Louvre. That's, that's very common in France. I've been in France during a train strike. Uh-huh. I've been there during a garbage strike. Oh, wow. I've been there when they uh, struck, I think the uh, era, someone in the airlines, like stewardesses or um, stewardesses. I'm 900 years old. Right. Flight attendants. <laughs> Flight attendants. Jesus, come on. <laughs> you know, the sky pixies, you know, those. Uh, yes. But, you know, someone's always on strike in France. It's just the way it is. I bet still, I, right, but it just happened, it just so happened that the museums were on strike. And that's kind of like where you want to go when you're there. Yeah. I mean, you got to go to the Louvre and you got to yeah. go to those things. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't do that. I got to see Napoleon's tomb. Oh, yes. Small. Um, very small. Well, it's actually really big. Big, but the lengthwise, it's not. Napoleonic syndrome or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It was fun, though. I was at, I, I spent most of my days there just uh, getting some cheese and getting a bottle of wine, just getting drunk on a bomb somewhere. And that was fun. I just <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to go back. You definitely need to go back. Yeah, for sure. In terms of America, if you're going to take a vacation, <sighs> uh, where would you go? You know, I've been, well, especially COVID, it kind of... Uh, right, in a perfect world. Your, yeah, well, okay, other than Hawaii, because that's... No, like, that's, Hawaii counts, I mean... Oh, does it? Okay, well, I mean, I just figured just like, I mean, that's like a given, but um, I've I've been really jonesing to go back to Kauai. I just, I love Kauai. I hope to buy a place there at some point. Um, I could set but, you up with someone in real estate if, if you don't know anybody. Really? Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I think we have offices there. But yeah, no, I'm sure I'll, you I'll do. i your recommendation. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, Why? Uh, have you been to Kauai a lot? A lot, yeah. At least three times, I think. What is it about Kauai you like better than the other Hawaiian islands? You know what? I haven't even been to Oahu. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I've been to Oahu. I haven't been to Maui. Okay. Um, Oahu, you probably know it's just like a little LA, which is lovely. It's great, but... yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Well, Honolulu, I'm not a huge fan of. It, it reminds me, okay. it's like Fort Lauderdale to me. Yeah. I mean, so, but you got to get out of the city. You, you know, really if do. you're going to, you don't want to be in cities in Hawaii. You want to be, you want to go there and see that Hawaii, the green and the waterfalls and that kind of stuff. So Kauai yeah. is perfect for that. And it's quiet and it's beautiful and the hiking and, um, gosh, I've gone on the, the, um, I haven't done paddle boarding yet, uh, but I've I've kayaked up the Wailua River a few times. Nice. I just I just know it well, you know. I know Hanalei, and you know, I just it's just it's it's comfortable to me. So, do, when you go, do you like Airbnb it, or do you are you a hotel person? I like hotel. I, you know what? It just it depends. The the I stayed at the Grand Hyatt last time. Oh, they make I like their drinks, you know. So <laughs> like. I'm going to stay there. That's as good a reason as any, I guess. Exactly. And, and it's walking distance. For, I don't know if you've ever been to Puka Dog, um, but there's a, a, a 
a hot dog place that's like walking distance and it's a Hawaiian hot dog and I'm obsessed with them. Like I used to buy their sauces and have them shipped over. What's typical on a Hawaiian hot dog? I've been there, but I mean, what is it? Spam? They put spam well, on everything else. It's a Hawaiian Hawaii? bun and it's big. <laughs> it's not like a regular hot dog bun and they poke a hole in it. And I think that's the puka part. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they I'm gonna let the, that go. I'm gonna I let just that. let it go. Uh, yeah, it was an easy joke to be made there, and I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm, is, I'm maturing. I'm maturing. I'm <laughs> are you? Are well, you? You're a comet. That's yeah. I know. I'm comet. so it's a, it's surrounded by bun. Is basically exactly. It's toasted on the inside, and then I think I have pick, had that. Yeah, and you pick a bunch of sauces, you know, to go inside, and then they put the the dog in there, and you know, it's just. Uh, heaven is that the uh piper retirement plan pretty much yeah all right just puka dogs and you know just puka dogs and Kauai. yeah what else is there yeah maui is pretty good i, I just find maui's a little bit just a little more touristy than Kauai. Okay. it's like i went there on a surf trip with a bunch of guys and it's just it's just all couples it's one of those uh, it's one of those honeymoon islands that everybody uh, goes on their honeymoon so it's just like if you're walking around with a bunch of dudes it's like hey where's the party it's like well <laughs> we're going to bed at nine uh i don't know where you creepy sir, bothering us on our <laughs> Santorini was like that. I went to Santorini by myself. Oh wow! And I had put it off all those years because it's like I want to bring a girl to that. You know, that's one of those places you don't want to to the Greek islands. You want to, yeah. And uh, I couldn't wait any longer, and it it, it was like that. It's like hey, a lot of a lot of couples and me <laughs> and me hanging out. Still lovely, but. You know, being on a romantic island by yourself is not as not as fun. I know. Yeah, I can see how that would be. Unless you're doing, you know, like hiking or doing that kind of stuff. It's only at night when you just kind of like, Ugh, you know. <laughs> Hawaii, I find, like, when you go out at night, it's, it's tough, again, if, as a solo traveler. Because either you go to a super touristy place, which even then, it's just a lot of, it'd still be a lot of couples. Yeah, and then uh, but the locals aren't uh, as kind to uh, Joe Whitey walking in to their locals' place, you know. Yeah, they're they're not as welcoming, you know. There there is a breakfast place that I really like to go to. That's um, it's not touristy at all, and I walk in, you know, looking like this, and <laughs> you know, I'm surprised I get waited on, but yeah. I do. So <laughs> you howly lady. Yeah. But okay, so what about uh, you're in the South Bay? Mm-hmm. of LA. And if people don't know the South Bay, it's kind of like the area south of LAX. Yeah, It's like a horseshoe bay. And you're in, it uh, would be Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach. One of my favorite uh, comedy clubs is down there, the Comedy Magic Club, where I, I work all the time. So much. I yeah. miss it a lot. Uh, I I'm, hope it opens soon. But what would you uh, recommend if people are staying there? Do you have any hidden spots that you love? Oh my gosh. Well, my go-to place and they just opened up uh, their <laughs> tiny little uh, parking lot. They just made it a, a nice little outdoor dining area uh, is George's. It's a, it's a little hidden lounge up here, um, almost stumbling distance from my house. <laughs> Where is it on PCH? It's on, it's actually on aviation. George's? George's. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. And, uh, I know the owners, <laughs> That's how I'm actually there. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're, they're amazing. They signature cocktails. The guy is an artist with everything. I just, I just say, surprise me. And then it's, it's amazing. So 
great food, all that. It's just like this tiny little hidden place that you would just you would just drive by and not even think twice about. I hope he makes it. Are they going to make too. it? I, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a struggle for them. But I mean, I was there last Friday and the place was, you know, as hopping as it could be. You know, they're taking reservations, but it was full, which was great. So fingers crossed. We're going to do a speed round here. Oh, God. <laughs> Your worst flight or travel experience? <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah, I got that. Virgin Airlines. Can I say that? Virgin. Um, wow. Okay. I don't yeah. hear them on this list too much. I Well, yeah, and I was really surprised too. And this was coming back from London. I got seated in front of a guy who just kept kicking my chair. And I asked him politely, hey, would you stop? And he just wouldn't. He just didn't give a crap. He was just like, I'm going to kick your chair up yours, you know. And so I asked the (laughs) flight attendant, hey, this is a really long flight. Can I please change seats, you know? And she says, yeah, we've got another seat back here. This, uh, this woman that I ended up sitting next to was just incensed because she thought she was going to be able to get this whole flight with this you know empty seat next to her. And then here I come. And she was just a bitch the entire <laughs> I just did not, you know, so that was, that was not fun. Oh, and then this, the runner up, I think, was coming back from Hawaii last time. I was sitting next to this toddler from hell. I mean... Oh my God. Yeah. So those are my, my two worst flights. So no uh, lost luggage or horrible um, turbulence or anything like that? Not really. I mean, I've, I've been through some pretty bad turbulence, um, you know, but it's nothing that vodka can't help with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, only, I, I've been really lucky, even with my, my overseas travels. The only time that my luggage got lost was going to Wisconsin. Oh, um, yeah, but uh, that was it. From Tulsa or here? From here, actually. Why would you? Did you have to go through O'Hare? Is that what I, happened? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I called that. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. O'Hare will. Um, yeah, will give anybody nightmares. Okay. I grew up. That was my home airline growing right. up, yeah. or airport. So yeah, it's just too huge. It's too busy, and it's insanity. Where in Wisconsin were you going? Uh, well, it was, this was back when I was married and my husband, uh, has oh. relative or his mom and dad live in Dowsman, Wisconsin. I don't know if you've been, yeah, it's in the sticks. Um, I have played every town in Wisconsin and I don't even know where that is. Yeah. I, I think the closest, well, you yeah, haven't played this place. It's the closest. Uh, oh, you'd be surprised. City <laughs> is Oconomowoc. Oconomowoc. Sure. I've been there. Okay. Then yeah. Wow. You're lying. If, <laughs> If Oconomowoc is the city, quote unquote, yes. that's a small <laughs> yeah. town. Yeah. That is a yeah. small, wow. It's so freaking small. Ooh. Yeah. Just, Boy. Yeah. Two weeks uh. of that. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This relationship is not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're going, you're <laughs> Yeah. I'll put that on the list of things. <laughs> um, craziest thing you ever eaten on the road or somewhere oh i'm trying to think like back when i ate meat or anything you know what i had i've had haggis which was a little like i still don't understand that in scotland Um, yeah yeah well i i had it in england and maybe i can't remember where i had it but it was like it was available so i'm like i will i gotta try it you know (laughs) um i don't know it was kind of like this weird stuffed it was almost like stuffed cabbage or something i don't know but um I can't really think of anything like I don't I don't do octopus or like anything weird like that. Um, 
of course, it's not like that weird, but like raw, mm-hmm. like live octopus, you know, where they're like. No. What is moving on you? It's moving. No, I don't do any of that. Um, so gosh, no meat. I don't know. So you don't do meat, no, no sushi or anything like that? No, it's kind of what I miss the most, though. But right. Yeah. How long have you been uh, uh, vegetarian? Since 2007. Okay. So a while. So, yeah. but vegetarian, not vegan? Um, I'm damn near vegan now. You know, uh, it's a little bit easier That's to do that nowadays. That's hard to travel as vegan. I've talked to a few on this, you know, if you get out of the cities, it can be, can be rough. It can be a little rough. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, going veg, I kind of, being a vegetarian though and traveling, not so bad. No, vegetarian's easy. Yeah. It's vegan is. Uh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Because they'll put eggs or something and everything and, and right. milk. I can, I can probably live with eggs and milk if I travel. Mm-hmm. So no ice cream? No gelato? I love gelato. <laughs> I do. One of the best gelato places is down in Hermosa by the Comedy Magic Club. Yeah, I know. Next door. Yeah. Don't think my little niece, when she came out to visit and saw me at a show there, didn't spot that gelato place. She didn't care about my show or anything. She was like, when are we going for <laughs> next door? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, your uncle was just up there making people laugh. Yeah. When's gelato? Yeah, yeah gelato. Yeah. <laughs> unimpressed. Thoroughly unimpressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, finally, what do you think all this travel and where you've been and the things you've seen, how has it changed you as a person and maybe how you look at people in the world? Oh my God. Um, a lot of people have the same view. It, it changes you. It, it opens your perspective a little bit more, you know, um, especially speaking, you know, with my, um, my tour guide in, in Dubai, you know, they, everybody just wants to be happy, you know, in their own little corner of the world. And they don't give a crap about politics. They don't give a crap about, you know, anything else. They just, they're human and talking about, you know, American politics and this and that, you know, and he goes, he goes, you know what, it just like, we, we don't want to fight anybody. We don't want to fight. You know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to fight the, you know, Pakistan and Iran. Like we don't give a shit. Like that's not us. That's our, those are our leaders, you know? So, um, it's, uh, it's very humanizing, I guess. Um, and it just, and it makes you just love people even more and re- and really respect their culture. And, you know, there's, there's just a lot of deep respect, I think. No, it's great. That's yeah. great. Well, now you can get in your plugs. Where can people follow you on Instagram or uh, if they want a real estate agent or somebody to teach them about crypto cryptocurrency currency and, oh and uh, so do you have a website people can visit? I do. And, you know, the one of the lucky things about my name is I'm the only one out there. So, yeah, <laughs> I Piper Moretti all across the board, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, PiperMoretti.com. Google me. I'm on, you know, I'm just, you know, you, you'll see, you know, dialogue coach, actors, cryptocurrency. It's just, I'm all over the place. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were the only one that came up in the search. Yeah. <laughs> Cause right now there's a Mike Siegel that's running for uh, Congress in Texas. I saw that. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a no, nobody's ever going to find me in a Google search. If this guy wins. Well, you could do, you know, the real Mike Siegel or something. <laughs> the official Mike well, I got funnymike.com and that's why I tried to. Ah, that. there you go. Yeah, hey, that's that's a pretty good site. Yeah, you know? I got that early yeah. on, but there's like right some on. funny Mike, uh, some kid on Instagram who's got like a billion followers, and uh, I've offered to sell him <laughs> the website. Wow. wow. Yeah, not interested. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he's for sale. Stupid website. Whatever. I'm willing to. I'm willing to sell it. <laughs> I'm hearing offers for a lot of things these days. Oh, I bet. But. Wow. Um, 
All right. Well, thanks for doing this. Thank you, Mike. Piper Moretti, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.